What up, what up, what up? So, we're back. And this is my news podcast, if you didn't know. Um, my new book is out, if you haven't heard. It's called The Coming Past, Present, Future. Y'all should definitely go check that out. Go check out Sincerely Yours. Let me see. What is their website again? Uh, But this is a clothing brand, by the way. Yeah. Sincerely Yours dot store so that's the website so just put in www.sincerelyyours.store go check them out uh, let's see what else what else what else my show is still coming y'all be looking out for that um, the name of my film company is Vision Unlimited Productions LLC so be looking out for that <clears throat> Um, just so much I got going on. Um, I'm doing all this while I'm finishing up a master's, by the way. Oh, just dropped my new podcast. Um, it's called Business Oriented. So, on that particular one, I'm talking nothing or everything about business, basically. So, definitely go check that out. Uh, let me see what else, what else, what else. I think that's all I got. Uh, let's get into the news now. Um, a lot going on, a lot is going on. If you didn't know, um, Let's get into Texas, man. Um, so, Texas was hit by winter storm. Um, that was p- 
pretty devastating to the state because the state wasn't ready. And it looks like the Republicans took some shortcuts. Some people even saying they took bribes from um, different energy companies. But basically, their power went out. And they also... Let's see what else happened. Their power went out, but I think it's back on now. But, like, the power was out for, like, some days. Like, it was crazy. And then... Uh, what else? Oh, they they have water shortages now. Um, matter of fact, let me uh find an article real quick. All right, I found some on the Guardian. It says why the cold weather caused huge Texas blackouts. A visual explainer. All right, so. Texas has a unique power system with little connection with the two national grids, but it was unprepared for what residents needed. The Texas power outage, which has left millions without power, happened for multitudes of reasons. But it's important to understand how those causes are connected because they'll continue to be relevant as the state experiences more extreme weather events. It all starts with the weather storm that began on February 13th, which brought some of the coldest weather the state has experienced since 1989. Normally, the power grid can meet the energy demands of consumers. But when the weather got cold, residents blasted their heaters, which is why energy demand in Texas hit a record winter high. Meanwhile, the energy providers were also struggling with the elements. The cold weather froze natural gas, wells, and black pipes. Blocked pipes. Sorry about that. It froze wind turbines and coal piles. Contrary to what some state politicians have said, the blackouts weren't primarily the fault of frozen wind turbines. It was largely a problem with natural gas, which is the state's primary energy source. Here's a breakdown of Texas energy sources in January 2021. And it says gas is their highest, it's the, their highest one that they use the most. Then there's wind, then next would be coal, then after that would be nuclear, and after that would be solar. And that's like a little ch a chart that they show us. I'm yawning. I'm doing this particular episode late tonight. I've been so busy. I haven't been able to do anything. So, um, Let me finish this article real quick. So it says the result was that the grid was not able to produce as much power at a time when consumers were demanding more of it. Alright, uh, rolling blackouts prevented the entire system from going down. Generators, which convert fuel into power, are designed to try to ramp up and keep up with demand. So when demand was too high, they overloaded and automatically went offline as a precautionary measure. Other generators tried to make up for it 
but they were also overloaded and went offline. Had that continued, it could have cascaded into a statewide blackout. And I actually know some people in Texas, man. Um, and they did tell me they uh, they didn't have no water. Like that's crazy to me, man. Like it sort of sounds like the apocalypse almost. Like, it's insane, but it is what it is. And from my understanding, Texas has their own independent grid so they kind of want to be different from the country yeah see where that has gotten them at the moment but um also something else before i continue uh ted cruz has been getting um talked about a lot in the news because he actually took his family on a trip um and think it was it Cancun, but they basically went on a trip during this crisis, and so while everybody else is getting you know in the cold, Ted Cruz decided to. But they say he just dropped off his family, like he didn't actually stay, but. I completely understand where where that um criticism comes from though. I can't believe Ted Cruz got caught doing it because anybody could see that's bad optics, you know. But anyway. Everybody's talking about he's um doing damage control or he has to do damage control now. And there's even some people saying that he might lose his seat because of this, which is interesting. Yeah, it is Cancun. <laughs> the can um he took his family to uh, Cancun. Uh. All right, let me get back to this article real quick. Bill Magnus, chief executive of the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, which oversees the state's power grid, told the Dallas Morning News they were minutes, if not seconds, away from a complete blackout. Instead, ERCOT proactively issuing rolling blackouts to different parts of the state to keep the demand under capacity. In theory, that means Texans should have only experienced controlled short-term blackouts, but many have been without power for several days. ERCOT told the Dallas Morning News that because of three likely scenarios, people live in places where equipment was damaged, people live in areas that were taken offline and need to be put back online manually, people don't get their power from consumer-facing retailers, but rather large industrial facilities that may have voluntarily gone offline to conserve energy. Oh, that's interesting. So some facilities might have voluntarily went offline to conserve energy. So a company was willing to let people go to live in the cold, basically, so they could basically save money, it sounds like. That's interesting. But anyway, we're going to move on. 
there was also early evidence that poor families in areas with more people of color suffered a disproportionate amount of the burden. For example, the Guardians, Alexandria uh, Villarreal reported that because critical infrastructure like hospitals was exempt from the rolling blackouts, many affluent areas kept power while surrounding neighborhoods were dark. Mm -hmm. Alright, so then it talks about how Texas is a unique state. Um, it says other states can buy power from surrounding states to meet spiking demands. That's because the continental U.S. is powered by two big, highly connected grids, the eastern interconnection and the western interconnection. Uh, Texas, however, has insisted on having its own grid with little connection to the other two grids. It's a point of pride for politicians there who claim the state has energy dependent independence. But does it really? <laughs> uh, Alright, so you now know there's two uh, energy grids two major ones and then there's Texas alright it says by not being connected to the larger grid Texas was able to avoid regulations on trading electricity across states some experts say this lack of regulation is why the Texas grid wasn't properly maintained and in turn failed with those stressors So, some people are saying because of the lack of re regulation, it's why the Texas grid wasn't properly maintained and in turn filled with those stressors. But Republicans are known for like cutting corners for money purposes, right? That's something that they actually do. Um, let me see. Let me finish this article real quick. These failures shouldn't just be seen as a once-in-a-lifetime event. America is expected to see more and more extreme weather events in the coming decades, and it will probably cause electricity demand to regularly rise and fall and in turn cause more of these devastating blackouts. The alternative isn't much better. In California, the warming climate has increased the likelihood of power lines causing wildfires. That combined with aging transmission lines caused a wildfire that killed 85 people and destroyed 19,000 buildings in 2018. So Pacific Gas and Electric, which manages the California grid, has issued rolling blackouts to prevent these fires. But the blackouts have disproportionately affected low-income people who can't afford generators and cause life-threatening situations for people who need refrigeration for their medication. That's why experts argue America needs to build a more resilient grid that can recover from these disasters much more quickly. But until then, America's aging grid system will continue to be tested by extreme weather events and it'll be the most vulnerable people who suffer. So basically, you don't want to be poor. Not at these times, anyway. Um, 
that was interesting. Um, but yeah, man, I've heard. Uh, actually, AOC went down there. I just seen. Uh, a lot of people say she's just doing that for publicity. I don't know. Um, but her, she's down there. I think I seen Sheila. Was it Sheila? Representative Sheila Lee. Is it Sheila Lee? I don't even know. Let me let me see. Yeah, Sheila Lee Jackson. Yeah, that's what, or Sheila Jackson Lee. But um, yeah, and they're like down there handing out um, I think it was was it food, something like that. But Texas is a <clears throat> feeling it. And at one time, I heard Texas was actually talking about um, leaving the union too over this past election like there's a lot of talk about that but interesting enough it is what it is um El Chapo's wife um was arrested if you haven't heard El Chapo's wife has been arrested It says, the U.S.-born wife of imprisoned drug lord, um, Hoquin El Chapo Guzman, I probably just messed up his name, but was arrested Monday for allegedly helping his, her husband run his drug empire and carry out an escape from a maximum security Mexican prison, the U.S. Justice Department said. Emma... Coronel, 31 years old, who married Mr. Gusman when she was a teenage beauty queen, was arrested at Washington uh, Dulles Airport for five years as her husband was on the run and in prison. Miss Coronel, Coronel acted as Mr. Gusman's carrier sending instructions to associates that dealt with increasing heroin produ production, paying bribes, buying weapons, and trying to bust Mr. Guzman out of prison, according to an arrest affidavit. Kind of sounds like a movie. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it if this uh, was to make it to the movie scene. Miss uh, Cornell believed to be Mr. Guzman's third or fourth wife is charged with conspiring to distribute heroin, cocaine, uh, methamphetamine, and marijuana in the U.S., according to the affidavit signed by the Federal Bureau of Investigation agent. She couldn't be reached for comment. Court records don't list an attorney for Ms. Coronel. The arrest of Ms. Coronel could add new friction to the U.S. Mexican relations. Why would it add friction? I wonder. It comes months after the October arrest in Los Angeles of General Salvador uh, Fugos. Yeah, I probably messed that up, but Mexico's former defense minister, as he and his family arrived on a family vacation a month later, U.S. officials dropped charges after Mexico complained that it had been kept in the dark about the U.S. investigation and threatened to cut off anti-drug 
corroboration. Interesting, interesting, interesting. But, uh, yeah, man. So the news has been pretty much, it's been filled up with some stuff, you could say. Oh. Let me see, do I want to even talk about this? But, um. Looks like, uh, yeah. So the Supreme Court actually ruled that, uh, Manhattan DA, uh, could do a criminal pro some do with his taxes let me see uh, da, da, da. Oh. this says president donald trump's the business Hyundai Elantra uh -oh. was named the 2021 north america called an ad um President Donald Trump's business has received a significant boost with investigators now able to pour over Trump's tax returns and financial records. So basically it looks like they can actually look at his tax returns. Um, let me see. The district attorney's office led by Cyrus Vance is expected to have access to the records within the next few days, according to people familiar with the matter. Um, this is also a CNN uh, article, by the way. Um, Vance's office and Trump's longtime ac accounting firm, Mazars USA, uh, which was subpoenaed for the records, have been in discussions for months about how the documents, mainly in electronic form, would be handed over securely. These people said, one, prosecutors have the tax-related uh, records in hand. They will be able to dig deeper into the investigative theories, pursue interviews with key witnesses, and determine whether they believe any state laws have been violated. So I know this is probably driving the right crazy right now. In addition to the tax returns going back to 2011, Vance has subpoenaed four other categories of documents, including financial statements, engagement agreements, documents related to the preparation and review of tax returns and work papers, and communications related to the tax returns. The records may be critical to the investigation because they are likely to contain documents that reflect the decision-making behind valuations and tax write-offs, which may be important to determine whether there was intent to commit a crime. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. It says, prosecutors have wanted to review the documents before calling key witnesses before the grand jury. People familiar with the inquiry said, under New York law, witnesses are granted transactional immunity and cannot be prosecuted for any crimes related to their testimony as a grand jury witness. Once prosecutors have those documents, they can begin to take those steps. Uh -huh. Trump in a statement said, for more than two years, New York City has been looking at almost every transaction I've ever done. 
including seeking tax returns, which were done by among the biggest and most prestigious law and accounting firms in the U.S. He's called the investigation a fishing expedition. Okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, the ruling that denied Trump's last bid to block the subpoena removes a significant hurdle to the criminal investigation, which has been underway for more than two years. The pro recently picked up momentum with the addition of a new prosecutor experience in financial investigations and continued interviews with witnesses. Can they actually do anything to him after he's uh, actually been president, though? I've heard they can, but would they really do that, though? Mm -hmm. I guess we'll find out sooner than later. Uh, foreign prosecutors say bringing a tax or financial fraud case is difficult, especially since Trump relied on lawyers and accountants for advice. Adding to that is the complexity of real estate where there is more leeway in deriving valuations. In some instances they say certain tax write-offs or valuations may be on the surface appear suspicious but could turn out to be proper under the law. Sophisticated lenders also conduct their own internal reviews before extending millions of dollars. Former prosecutors say, noting that cases where the lender hasn't suffered a loss are difficult to prove. Huh. Okay. Well, that's all for that one. Uh, in other news, the U.S., uh, they have hit 500,000 in coronavirus deaths though new cases are down. Dude, that is a lot of deaths. God, uh, 500,000 deaths. But anyway, uh, where we at? Hold on real quick, hold on. I just seen this particular article that caught my eye. It says a Baton Rouge police are investigating after a video shows an officer with his arm around a teen's neck doing arrest. I'm surprised they're still doing it while everybody's talking about defunding the police. But I guess some people just don't care, I guess. 
Police are investigating the arrest of Baton Rouge teenager on Sunday after a video posted online shows an officer pinning the 13-year-old to the ground with his arm under the boy's neck. Was this like a big 13-year-old or something? Like, was the boy black? I can't really see on this particular video. Uh, oh yeah, he is black. And the cops are white. Come on. No decision has been made yet whether the officer involved in the incident would face disciplinary action. Baton Rouge Mayor President Sharon Weston Broom said during a press conference Monday. Broom said that she and Baton Rouge Police Chief Murphy Paul have reviewed the police worn body camera footage of the incident. Officers responded to two disturbance calls on Sunday at the same location. Paul said officers were able to de-escalate the situation during the first call and no arrests were made, he said. During the second call, less than an hour later, two juveniles were taken into custody. One was released to a parent and the other was booked on charges of battery of a police officer, Paul said. Oh. <clears throat> so it looks like he's saying the police officer was attacked. Um, in short, in the short video posted on Twitter, an officer can be seen on the ground over the team with his arm under the boy's neck. The crowd can be heard saying, he's a boy, get off of him, and you're choking him. Shortly after, the officer sits, sits the team up and puts his hands behind his back. The video clip does not show what happened before or after the incident. Okay. Uh, let me see. Civil rights attorney Ron Hawley Jr., who represents the team's family, said he viewed the body camera video on Monday evening and said it shows a more complete vision of the incident. Okay. I am asking for patience until the footage is released. The video of Ahmaud Aubrey, George Floyd, Trey Ford, Pillaring, and countless others that have sparked this moment of change also created a heightened sense of angst and anxiety when it comes to interaction with law enforcement, Haley said. I'm sure my client didn't wake up on Sunday believing he would be in the middle of a civil rights issue captivating the city. That is a lot of pressure on a young person. Haley said he is dropping for full transparency from the Baton Rouge Police Department while investigating this incident. He is hoping for full transparency. I think I said drop. Anyway, which Broom has promised. We have worked tirelessly to close the gap between our police officers and the citizens of our community, Broom said. We will not skirt around these issues. I will make sure this is thoroughly investigated. All right, so, as you can see, it is still going on after the George Floyd incident. A lot of it is just more under the radar. <clears throat> but 
it is what it is. Uh, let me see where we at. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, um, to anybody that's into investing, by the way, um, <clears throat> Stripe, Coinbase. <clears throat> and Robinhood they're all launching IPOs so uh, you should definitely be looking out for those uh, Coinbase is an app where you um you can basically buy and sell cryptocurrency and you know what Robinhood is you should at least that's where you trade stocks um, the big gain stop uh, incident that had a lot to do with Robinhood, um, and Stripe is a um, it's software that you use to process payments. A lot of um, software developers, when they uh, create websites, they usually use Stripe to accept payments. Um, I just found this article dealing with the coronavirus. It says, with nearly 2.5 million confirmed coronavirus fatalities globally, the U.S. accounts for more than one in five, by far the largest share despite making up less than 5% of the world population. The death toll is the equivalent of every person living in Sacramento or Atlanta. <laughs> Yo, that is crazy. Um, let me see. The 500,000 deaths is also roughly the number of American soldiers who died in a battle on the Union side during the Civil War. World War I and World War II combined, according to figures from the Department of Veteran Affairs. That is pretty crazy, I must admit. Um, but, hey. Uh, Uh, let me see. Facebook reaches a deal with Australia to restore news. If you haven't heard, Facebook had actually stopped. They stopped. What they do? I think they, they stopped something with Australia. Because Australia wanted to make them pay or something for the news. It was some weird like that. But, yeah. Supreme Court denies. Oh, I already talked about that. UK vaccination rollout data shows drop in infections. So it looks like people are saying the vaccinations are working. And I know a lot of people want to go back to the wet things, you know, the way things used to be. I hope not. It's uh, it's going to cause a lot of issues if they allow that to happen. But anyway, oh Something else I want to talk about. I've heard a couple people talking about um, student loans, right? Student loans. Uh, people should be held accountable. Um, but they was talking about, like, the government shouldn't do anything to help out the people with student loans. And I'm like, wow. And these are all white people that I heard say this, right? 
And when I think about this, it's like, it's crazy to me because even though some white people were hit, right, black people were hit on a whole different level and it was systematic the way it was done. Um, I'm not going to get too much into it because I know it'll piss a lot of people off, um, a lot of black people. And I'm not even going to say no names that I heard say this because I've heard of some big names say this. Um... I've heard some people that are white that black people actually support say this. <clears throat> but that's why I always try to tell black people, do you actually know who you're supporting? <clears throat> but anyway, it's late. I got to go. So, I'm going to talk to y'all later. Next time on the outlet news media. Peace.